Welcome to Health Feels Hustle, a podcast for creative business owners looking to pursue their heart-centered work in a new paradigm. Hosted by me, Amy Koretsky, a breathwork and wellness coach for mind, body, and business. Hey y'all, it's Amy, and here we are with today's newsletter from November 17th, 2021, called Working With Our Capacity. And before I actually even get started, I wanted to give you a little like, you know, pre-script, which is that this Sunday on the 21st, uh, I'm hosting my first class that I've hosted in quite some time, basically since early August, first public class, and it's called Breathwork for Burnout. It's this Sunday on November 21st at 12 p.m. Central Time, and I'm going to share more about it at the end of this episode, but in case you don't listen to the whole thing, just wanted to let you know. Okay, cool. So... I've been thinking a lot about capacity lately. Now that the clinic is over three months into the adventure of moving and expanding, my own capacity has been stretched in ways I didn't even realize were possible. Time is being slowed in ways previously unknown to me. I'm dipping into energy reserves that I thought were dry, but still have a little bit left in them. And at the same time, I'm fucking tired as hell. (laughs) And this topic of capacity, or really lack thereof, is something a lot of my clients are also working through lately. Whether it's growing a team while also navigating the trials of parenthood, whether it's supporting a partner through a health crisis while also being the main breadwinner, or whether it's putting in the work and effort of expanding and launching a signature group offering before the income actually rolls in. So many of the community members I've talked to recently are reaching the limits of their own capacities. And there's a common thread that I hear in their stories. It's this. When we are at our max capacity, we tend to find failure in every move we make. Here's an example from my own life. When I woke up this Monday morning and didn't have a clue of what I was going to write in this week's newsletter, my inner critic started getting pretty damn loud. I criticized myself for lacking consistency and devotion to this newsletter, to my writing practice, to protecting time for me to just think and philosophize and draw out interesting ideas to bring forward here in this digital space. I started to find failure in myself before it was even 8 a.m., But my pre-breakfast failure train only arrived because my capacity was pretty tapped out. Soon after the failure talk set in, the kinder, kinder, gentler part of me chimed in too. It reminded me that I didn't have time this week to devote to thinking or to writing because I had worked both weekend days training in our newest staff member at the clinic. The kinder voice also reminded me that training our team is actually a really important priority for us right now as we work to build a clinic coven that can support our patients and staff even when Kim or I are away. And yes, it feels hard and tiring right now, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel where the clinic starts to run like clockwork again, one where I get my weekend days back. And this is all to say that when we are under-resourced and maxed out in our capacity, our inner critics tend to be the loudest. 
Feelings of failure and self-doubt, helplessness and defeat, detachment and isolation, cynicism and discouragement, and an overall decrease of satisfaction in our work are not indicators that we failed at being a good business owner or caregiver or friend or human being. They are indicators that we are collectively maxed out and under-resourced, both externally and internally. So bringing us back to capacity, how do we manage it? Is it even possible to expand it? I believe that it is. Because our capacity isn't a fixed number. It's not solely based on time or energy. Our capacity is malleable and tends to expand or contract based on a set of factors, such as time, physical energy, mental energy, emotional energy, and even a sprinkle of magic. Because time can't be our only limiting factor when we're checking in to see if we have the capacity for something. Let's take my Monday morning example again. At that time, I was going on day six of a 12-day working streak. Some of those work days are lighter than others, so my calendar isn't packed solid. However, that doesn't mean that I have the capacity to take on just any task that fits in the calendar. I also need to account for the fact that I'm on my bleeding days, that winter has officially begun here in Minnesota, that I've been making a lot of decisions at the clinic lately that take complex thinking, that my astrological transits right now are feeling extra challenging, and that we've got an eclipse coming up. Also, I have to remember that I haven't been sleeping as soundly as my body likes to because Juniper keeps crawling into bed with us at 4 a.m., finding the perfect dog-shaped spot right in the middle of my back, pushing me nearly out of the bed. Oof. So, those things are not separate from my capacity. They are an equally important part of the equation. And just like an equation, I see it kind of like a math problem. Something where we solve for C, like capacity equals time multiplied by our inputs or outputs of physical energy, our inputs and outputs of mental energy, our inputs and outputs of emotional energy, and then add in that sprinkle of magic. So while time is somewhat static, I mean, not really, but I'll get to that later, everything else is adjustable. Our physical energy can rise or fall depending upon factors such as sleep, hydration, chronic illness, the weather, our menstrual cycle, etc. Our mental energy can rise or fall depending upon factors such as decision fatigue, how much creativity or play we've engaged in, exposure to trauma or triggers, our individual brain chemistry, experiencing microaggressions regularly, etc., etc., And our emotional health can rise or fall depending upon factors such as world events, astrological transits, interpersonal relationships, the last time we had a good cry, etc. And the sprinkle of magic is exactly what it sounds like. Sometimes we call upon energies bigger than ourselves, whether that's the energizing power of some ginseng tonic or the superstitious prayer that we send up to our dead grandparents when we need that last bit of energy to get through the day. Never underestimate the power these little sprinkles can bring to expanding our capacity just when we need it most. And as for me, oh, sorry, and as for time, the one variable that seems completely fixed and unmalleable, I invite you to challenge that assumption. Yes, that 60 minutes are 60 minutes from one clock to the next. 
However, what we can do in 60 minutes can vary dramatically from day to day. Once again, let's take my Monday morning for an example. When I woke up at 7.30 a.m. that morning, I knew that I had three hours to get my writing done before I needed to start my client focus workday. Because I was feeling stressed about not knowing what to write about, I could have gone straight to my computer and started typing and deleting and typing and deleting several shitty rough drafts before maybe landing upon something that I liked enough to send, most likely taking all three of those precious hours. But instead, I knew that I needed to expand my capacity for the day I had ahead of me. So I drank a big glass of water, put on some warm clothes, and took the dog for a long but chilly walk. By the time we got back to the house, I had an inkling of what I was going to share. Then I sat down at my altar, lit a candle, pulled a card, and took some time to meditate, letting the rest of the writing begin to form in my head. By the time I sat down at my laptop to write, typing out this newsletter took me just over an hour, much less time than it might have taken otherwise. So now that we know that time isn't quite as fixed as we thought it was, it could be all too easy to try and, quote, solve our capacity problem in ways that also increase our capacity. I mean, if we're feeling tapped out and maxed out, isn't that the most obvious solution? Yes, but also no. I mean, yes, we have the power to expand our capacity more than maybe we previously believed. So of course we would want to put that to the test. But the question is, should we? What's the intention or goal of always trying to increase our capacity? Is it to spend more time with loved ones, to seek more pleasure, to heal ourselves and the earth? Or is the purpose to produce more output, to extract more of our own limited internal resources, to capitalize on our skill sets even more than we already do? Because when we work within capitalism, it's easy to follow the default systems that tell us that we need to be more productive and then more productive. <laughs> but what if you said no thanks to that model of being? What if the purpose of better understanding your capacity was maybe to help you set better boundaries in protecting your energy instead of extracting the very last drop of it. And I know, I know, there's a lot here to chew on. And as I often do, I'm leaving you here with more questions than answers. But I'm okay with that. And hopefully you are too. So to conclude today, I'm going to share a few of the questions that I've been finding supportive in asking myself when it comes to my own capacity. Hopefully you'll find them supportive and helpful for you too. Here we go. What's already on my calendar this week? How much physical, mental, or emotional energy will these events need me to arrive with? Will these events, oh, sorry, will I leave these events with more energy or less? Another way to ask that question could be, do these events fill my cup or empty it? What about this? What has my body been experiencing lately? Am I bleeding? How much pain have I been experiencing? Am I well-rested or hydrated? Have I moved my body much recently? Have I been doing a lot of complex thinking lately? How could I adjust my schedule so I'm able to make the most important decisions earlier in the day when my brain is most refreshed? Have I let my brain off of its leash lately through meditation, play, or stories? When's the last time I had a good cry or release through breathwork? 
Are there emotions that I've been bottling up that I need to walk through with someone or write about? Have I experienced a trigger recently? Is there any magic I can lean on right now to give me even 5% more help? Have I looked at my current, my current astrological transits lately to give me a new lens to see this moment in time through? And really, the most important questions are these. What do I really need right now? Is it to honor my limited capacity and reduce my workload? Or is it appropriate for me to expand my capacity and give myself an extra push through a season of hustle? Only you know the answer to that one. And so before we part ways today, I have a few other things to share. Three things to be exact. The first is that I'm holding an online breathwork circle this Sunday, the 21st of November at 12 p.m. Central Time for business owners who are feeling overwhelmed and burned out and need a reminder that they are actually doing their best right now. I'm calling it breathwork for burnout, but it could just as easily be called you're doing a damn fine job breathwork. There's going to be time for some reflective writing, small group sharing, and of course, breathing and feeling. The focus will be on the challenges of running a business in the world right now, but non-business owners are also welcome. I know there's a ton of you parents, caregivers, service providers, and humans who are also feeling the burn right now and need a place to remember that you're doing great too. The session is also for you. Secondly, I'm super excited to share that the doors are officially open for the next cohort of Breathwork Liberation Society's Breathwork Facilitator Training. You know, I get asked all the time what breathwork facilitation training I recommend, and truly the Breathwork Liberation Society training that my friend and colleague Shauna Bryant has created is the only one that I wholeheartedly endorse. And I should really call it something that she co-created because Shauna has done an amazing job at bringing together a community of skilled care workers from a wide variety of modalities and backgrounds to each bring their own wisdom and story to the training, myself included. And so if you want to hear a little bit more about the training and a lot of our conversation that Shauna and I had yesterday about capacity, building a team, and my own personal soapbox of knowing your scope of practice as a healing professional... I have linked our Instagram live that we did together in the show notes. Also, there aren't a whole lot of folks that can get me back on Instagram after more than a year of break, but my love for Shauna runs deep. So here I am sharing in this way. Also, if you want to learn more about the program and apply for that cohort, I have the link in the show notes, but you can also just always Google search Breathwork Liberation Society, and I promise it will come up. Lastly, another friend and colleague, licensed therapist Asher Pangeris, recently opened the doors to an upcoming program some of you might feel aligned with. The Embodied Testimony, Surviving Adult Life as a Parentified Child, the program intensive, will focus on live sessions, readings, journal prompts, and shared social network that unearth various aspects of what it means to grow up as a child with emotionally unavailable caregivers and how that experience lives in our bodies as adults. That group could also be titled Overcoming Perfectionism, Learning to Let Go, You Have a Choice in These Matters, Overcoming Fantasies of Changing People or, and not limited to, Surviving a Narcissist. Asher's program starts on December 5th, and you can find out more by checking the link in the show notes. 
And as a last little aside, I want to give a gentle reminder. You know, I believe that we all have gifts that we bring to this world and that there are always enough clients and community members and customers for all of us. I share the work of my fellow friends and colleagues here because I believe in a world where all of our personal and business needs can be abundantly met in numerous ways. Sometimes I receive small financial support when folks purchase from these sorts of links that I share, and sometimes I don't. But always 100% of the time, I'm only sharing the work from teachers and facilitators that I deeply and intimately trust. So that's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. I know today has been a slightly longer episode than normal, and I appreciate you still being here to listen. Till next time, talk to you later. Bye. Enjoy this episode? Hop on over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. Hopefully a good one. And also go on over to amykoretsky.com if you want to learn more about all the ways that I can help you fuel your hustle. 